again, everyone. Welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie. Glad to be with you again today. We're going to be in chapter 8, verses 31 through the end of the chapter today. And we're glad that you're here with us. We're going to see in today's portion of Scripture, Jesus and the religious leaders locking horns once again and That will be a continuing theme now, basically through the rest of the gospel up until the crucifixion. They're going to talk about Abraham, their father. They're going to claim that the one is demon-possessed, and no, you are demon-possessed, and they just don't see what Jesus is saying. They don't understand what Jesus is saying. They're not willing to accept what Jesus is saying. So beginning in chapter 8, verse 31, we'll be going through the end of the chapter in verse 59. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come to you on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. 
Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Jesus begins the discussion by talking about knowing the truth and that knowing that truth is what sets us free. And always they're starting to argue with him or try to argue, and Jesus is not doing that. He's just simply trying to speak the truth to them, and they're countering it at every turn. At first now by saying, we are Abraham's descendants, we've never been slaves of anyone, which doesn't even make sense. They're they're like forgetting a whole 400 years of their history when they were slaves in Egypt. Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to that sin. So we're all slaves in that sense because we all sin. And they just don't, they don't get it. And in verse 35, he talks about a slave not having a permanent place in the family, but a son does. Certainly they would have been familiar with Abraham's history of the one slave son, Ishmael, who was sent away from the family, and the one true son, Isaac, the spiritual descendant of Abraham, who was always a son, always would be a son. And so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, and and yet you're trying to kill me? That's not what Abraham's spiritual descendants would do. Yes, they were physical descendants of Abraham, but certainly not spiritually. They were just completely missing the boat on who Jesus is and what he was trying to teach them. He's just trying to say, listen, guys, I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence. I'm telling you what I've heard from the Father. And then they come back and they say, well, Abraham is our father. Well, if you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you're looking for a way to kill me. What, what is that about? Abraham did not do such things, but you're, you're doing the works of your own father. Now, Jesus is starting to get to the point that their father is the devil himself. But they're saying, no, no, listen, we're not illegitimate children. The only father we have is God himself. And boy, are they far, far off. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. Listen, if God was truly your father, you would have recognized that I am from God. 
that I am God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? And it's because, again, the truth that Jesus speaks, the truth that we see in the Word of God is spiritually discerned. And so because they are blind to the truth, they are blind to spiritual truth, they don't recognize that what Jesus is saying is true. Jesus said, because you're unable to hear what I say, and you're unable to hear that because you belong to your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There's no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I mean, everything about the devil has to do with lies. He is made of lies. He speaks lies. He is the father of lies. It is his native language. It's what he always goes back to. And yet, simply because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. And then in verse 46, an interesting question. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? No, they couldn't. They couldn't point at Jesus and say in any way that Jesus had done anything that would be considered sinful at all. And if I'm telling the truth, he said, why don't you believe me? Of course he was telling the truth. We can see that because our eyes have been opened. We have become children of God. We have accepted him as Savior. And so the Holy Spirit works within us to open our eyes to give us understanding, to help us to know that what we're reading here is absolute truth from the Word of God. So whoever belongs to God hears what God says. Oh, that's comforting truth to know that as we read this, we can understand it because we belong to God. The reason that you do not hear, Jesus said, is that you do not belong to God. Oh, and what a condemnation that is. So the Jews answered him, verse 48, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? Where out of left field does this come from? Of course, the Samaritan in their eyes would have been a terrible person who had faulty worship. And, not, and then, of course, they're saying Jesus is demon-possessed. And again, that's a very dangerous territory to now claim that Jesus was somehow demon-possessed. It is the... It is this unforgivable sin, this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit to account for Jesus's words and actions as being from the devil or being demon-possessed. And, oh, they're walking on very dangerous ground by going here. Of course, Jesus said, verse 49, I'm not demon-possessed, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. Jesus says, I'm not seeking glory for myself here. But there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaim, now we know that you're demon-possessed. Ooh, don't go there, guys. And yet that's exactly what they do. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death? Are you greater than our father Abraham? Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> he died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Well, Jesus is very clear. He and the Father are one, that, that they, <laughs> oh my, 
that Jesus certainly is sent by God the Father to them. He is speaking the truth to them, and they refuse to see it. Verse 55, though you do not know him, I know him. If I said that I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. Abraham did rejoice at the thought of the coming Messiah, the one who would make all things right again. He saw it and was glad. And again, they completely missed this. You're not yet 50 years old, and you've seen Abraham? And this next statement by Jesus is just so powerful. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. It was such a declaration, such a forthright and obvious declaration by Jesus, saying that he is God, that he is the Messiah. I can't get over the fact that there are still people who would read through the Gospels, read through a portion like this, and and say that, well, Jesus never really declared that he was the Son of God. The idea that Jesus was just some great teacher or philosopher or someone who set us a great example for how to live, but he certainly wasn't God. They're completely avoiding passages like this where Jesus declares about himself. You know, a great teacher or philosopher or someone who sets a great example doesn't declare themselves to be God unless that's who they really are. Because someone who declares himself to be God is considered crazy by the rest of us. Jesus is obviously here declaring his deity because that's who he is. He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He and the Father are one. They understood that he was declaring himself to be God because in verse 59, they picked up stones to stone him, and that's what you do when someone blasphemes. That's what you do when someone declares themselves to be the Messiah. Jesus had done just that, and they understood it very clearly. But Jesus was able to slip away from the temple grounds unharmed at this point because his hour had not yet come. We have these powerful words, these powerful exchanges where Jesus declares who he is. The people, these religious leaders, they don't hear him. They don't understand him. They just don't get it. And yet they're fulfilling their role of being the ones who will eventually crucify Jesus, or make the crucifixion possible by their actions. Lord, today we thank you for your word once again. It is so powerful. Your words speak truth to our hearts, and we understand. Thank you, Lord, that we can understand your truth, that your Holy Spirit has opened up the eyes of our understanding And that's one of the ways that we know that we belong to you. It is a testimony in our own heart that, yes, I am a child of God because I can understand your truth. I can understand the word of God. I can understand what Jesus is teaching in this passage. And I have accepted you 
and your word. Lord, thank you for that assurance of salvation. Thank you, Lord, that we have these words to look back on. And thank you that Jesus came to pay the penalty, to pay the price for my sin, for all of our sin. Thank you that we belong to you, and we're now a part of your family. We are sons and daughters of the King, and we have been set free. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask all of this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening in today. We hope that you have a great day. We'll see you next time on Daily in the Word.